Mark Howe, who's a pro-life uh, activist and uh, father of seven uh, in Philadelphia. Based on the fact that he had, had pushed a, um, a protester, a protester uh, who, or, or a, a Planned Parenthood escort, rather, as, as he was uh, demonstrating outside of uh, a, an area in the region. He pushed this person after this person got in the face of his 12-year-old son and was yelling vile, insulting, demeaning, implicitly threatening things, uh, denigrating his father, denigrating uh, his faith, and yelling vile, sexually suggestive things to his 12-year-old son. So he shoved him. And um, uh, then, uh, before they knew it, uh, Mr. Hauk was facing Face Act prosecutions. Uh, a highly militarized group of uh, DOJ law enforcement showed up to enforce a warrant. They showed up at uh, about 7 a.m. on a Friday morning. And uh, as his, as Hauk's wife put it, a SWAT team of about 25 came to my house with about 15 vehicles and started pounding on the door and then had about five guns pointed at my husband, myself, and basically my kids. Um, this concerns me. Um, you know, Mr. Hauk ended up facing these charges, and not surprisingly, the jury acquitted him of that. I was just wondering how, how it doesn't seem justifiable to me to have that overwhelming show of force for conduct like that. Uh, in the meantime, in 2022 and for the first couple of months of 2023, DOJ has announced charges against 34 individuals for blocking access to or vandalizing abortion clinics. And there have been over 81 reported attacks on pregnancy centers, 130 attacks on Catholic churches since the leak of the Dobbs decision, and only two individuals have been charged. So how do you explain this disparity uh, by reference to anything other than politicization of what's happening there? The FACE Act applies equally to uh, efforts to um, uh, damage, uh, blockade uh, um, 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 clinics, whether a pregnant uh, uh, resource, uh, whether they are a pregnancy resource center uh, or whether they are an abortion center. It applies equally in both cases, and we apply the law equally. Um, I will say you are quite right. There are many more prosecutions with respect uh, to the um, um, blocking of the uh, um, of the abortion centers, but that is generally because they are those actions are taken in, uh, with photography at the time um, uh, during the daylight, and uh, seeing the person who did it is uh, quite easy. Um, the, those who are attacking the pregnancy resources centers, uh, which is a horrid thing to do, are doing this at night. Um, in the dark, we have put full resources on this. Uh, we have uh, uh, asked, uh, put uh, um, uh, rewards out for this. Um, the Justice Department and the FBI have made uh, outreach to Catholic um, and other uh, uh, organizations um, to ask for their help in identifying the people who are doing this. Uh, we will prosecute every case against a pregnancy resource center that we can make. Uh, but um, uh, these people who are doing this are clever and are doing it in secret. And um, I am convinced that the FBI is uh, uh, trying to uh, find them uh, with urgency. <laughs> uh, welcome back. <laughs> it's, uh, very it's, very, it's very stupid. Uh, before I get into that audio clip with Merrick Garland, uh, let me, uh, we'll start here because I think this is, 
More important, we know what Merrick Garland is, but I think this is more important to start with, so here we go. On Monday, there was, in St. Louis, a video that came out, cell phone video came out, that showed a man, excuse me, casually shooting or executing in broad daylight um, another man that's just sitting on the curb. I watched the video before I saw the news reports coming out. And at the time that I saw the video, I don't recall what time it was on Monday. Um, it was early, it was definitely early in the morning. It was unclear whether they had captured the assailant, uh, what the whole situation was. Uh, but what was very clear was that uh, this 23-year-old casually executed this man in broad daylight. Um what happened on the incident? Investigators believe that the homeless man and the killer had an altercation at a Shell gas station that was on the corner of North Tucker Boulevard and Convention Plaza before the shooting. They later, later identified the uh, victim as David Saladana, Saladana, Saladana uh, who they believe was homeless. Uh, court documents said that the man was fir- uh, first shot, the, or the, the murderer first shot, Saladana, uh, in the back, and then he ran away. Then Saladana begged for his life, police said, and the killer can be seen reloading his gun and calmly shooting the victim in the back of the head. I, like I said, I watched a video, hor- horrifying video, to be honest with you, that that's happening in broad daylight. But that's that's not even where I'm going to go with this, but we're just going to, let me just finish here, so updating you. Uh, police arrested 23-year-old Deshaun Thomas, about six blocks away from the murder scene, he had walked into the St. Louis Public Library and was charged with first-degree murder and jailed without bond. Okay, so, uh, video. Horrible. Absolutely horrible video. Uh, you cannot hear, at least from the video that I saw, you could not hear in that audio that the man was begging for his life. The way it appeared to me watching the video is the man was just sitting on the curb, completely unaware that this guy was standing behind him. And it took him a minute, a minute and a half to load the gun. I mean, very slow, taking his time, load the gun, pointed, pointed the back of his head, shoot him, shot him, and it was over. Where I'm going with this is that you have these guys filming this on their phone. I mean, maybe they. They're literally sitting there watching this man load his gun and filmed it. Oh my God, he's he's loading his gun. Look at, they didn't call the police. They didn't yell out to the guy, you better get up and run. Even if they're scared to pop their head out because they can't defend themselves. Hey man, you better run. He's going to shoot you again. Nothing. They just sat there, filmed it and watched the man get executed. What the hell is wrong with society nowadays? Is it so important to capture things on video that we can't help each other out anymore? You you know, somebody like myself, this is why the Second Amendment is so important. Somebody like me, I I walk around. Me and my wife, we walk around. We are, are always armed. Always. If it was me there, I'm not thinking about my phone. I'm seeing this guy about to shoot the guy sitting on the street and I'm pulling my gun out and you're going to have one opportunity to put your gun down before I shoot you because I'm not going to let you shoot this guy in broad daylight. I don't care what happened before that. I don't care what the backstory is. You're not going to execute a guy in broad daylight in the middle of the street and think it's okay. I mean, what kind of society do we live in? 
the society we're living in right now, it's more important for them to have a moment where, you, what, you're going to blow up on social media because you filmed an innocent man getting shot, a homeless man getting shot in the back of the head in broad daylight? <laughs> what, what the hell have we done to people in this country? What I always say in my show here that there is a sickness that is growing in our society. And this is just further proof of that. When people care more about filming the incident than actually doing anything to help out their fellow man. You know, people always complain, and I was speaking about my wife with this, and people always complain that, you know, back in the day, oh God, these people were so desensitized and these people were brutal. You know, they'd go and they'd watch people be hung and, and, and they, they were no stranger to death in that way. And God, they were just, they were rough and tough and, and brutal people back then. They, know they were so insensitive. Well, I don't know. I don't, I don't really see it that way because, you know, back in, back in the day, if a man saw another man punch a woman in the face, that man's getting whipped right there in the road, if not by one man, probably by about 10 until the cops pull him off. And then all 10 of the guys are going to get a pat on the back and they're going to send him home for doing their job. And that, and, and the dirtbag to hit the woman's going to jail. That, that's what men used to do back in the day. Men back in the day would see this guy with a gun and run and tackle him and wouldn't allow him to, even, even unarmed, wouldn't allow this guy to get executed in the street like that. They think people are desensitized because you go to the public square and watch a hanging. But you know what the people knew back then? If you were getting hung, you deserve to be hung. So for them, they were going to see justice done. That's just the way things were. But it didn't mean they weren't sensitive. Today, today's society, they're just gonna they're just gonna watch the world burn around them. They don't even care. I it was so, it was so interesting. I was so annoyed with this. The day of, and it's been bothering me all week, and I figured I might as well say something about it because it's just, I'm, all the violence that I see on social media, and I know that if you watch it consistently and all these violent acts, some are old, some are new, um, they're all over the place and all over the country. So if you believe everything you see on social media, you're thinking that these things are happening nonstop, every single day, everywhere. It's not really that way. You know, because you otherwise you would see it in your day-to-day life consistently, which you don't. But watching the amount of violence that I've been seeing lately, it's just humanity. <laughs> We're losing. And nobody cares about their fellow man anymore. You know, everybody is just too into themselves and don't care and don't do anything about it. But So I was watching a video that ironically followed up with what I was thinking about. And it was this young lady, and she was on there, and she was explaining a story. And there was a lot of, of cursing, or not a lot, but there was some cursing involved, so I'm not going to play it for you, but I'll just explain the gist of it. Um, she said she went into her college, I guess to a college course, and when she walked in, her instructor told everybody that, you know, they, nobody speak, nobody say anything. You guys sit in this circle. There's a table in the middle and you're not allowed to move. You're not allowed to get up. You're not allowed to speak. If you do, you're failing the class immediately. Get out. So what you paid for is done. It's going to hurt your overall college uh, score. And that's that. If you do, if you go against what the teacher's telling them, the teacher doesn't say anything to him, walks up to the bowl, and it looks like a goldfish in a bowl, takes the fish, puts the fish on the table there out of the water, fish is flopping around, walks out of the room. They're all sitting in a circle. She claims it took about two and a half minutes till another girl's like, forget about this, got up and put the fish back in the bowl. 
the instructor comes back into the classroom and says to all of them, look what a society has done to you. And I, and that was summed up everything that I'm thinking instead of getting up and doing the right thing, no matter what the costs are, instead of getting up and doing the right thing, you're watching this fish die. Now I'm going to think most people will be like, eh, well, we flow, we flush goldfish down all the time. Your kids kill them all the time. Yeah. Accidentally, but your kid doesn't take it out and just in a nasty way, put it there to die. Now, this fish wasn't going to die because it was a certain type of fish that can supposedly live outside of water for 15 minutes, which obviously they didn't know at the beginning of this, but the teacher did. So the teacher was confident that I'm going to put the fish there. I'm not going to kill the fish. This is an experiment to see and to show them how desensitized they are and how compliant they are. Instead of getting up to do the right thing, no matter what the costs, and just walk up there and go, I'm not listening to this fool. No, the fish, put the fish back in the water. What's wrong with you, man? You kill a fish for no reason. What's wrong with you? Okay. No, it took two and a half minutes, but it taught them something. Look what society is doing to all of us. You're going to sit there because I said so. You're going to watch this fish die instead of getting up and doing the right thing. Because in society anymore, we're not doing the right thing. If we were doing the right thing, the two morons that were filming that would have done something about it other than film it and watch the man get executed in broad daylight. We are losing. I mean, it, it, stuff like this, moments like this, doesn't exactly inspire confidence that the human race is going to be here much longer, that God is not on his way. And when you start seeing that people literally could care less about their fellow man, and it's more important to just get it on film and then release the film to be internet famous than it is to say, that's wrong. Even if I get hurt, we got to help this guy. We can't allow this guy to get shot in the, in the, in the early morning hours, get executed, sitting there begging for his life. Disturbing, disgusting, and disappointing that people are behaving that way. No, I, I had to talk about it. I had to get it off my chest. It's been bothering me all week. The video bothers me, as so many others do. You know, when I'm watching these guys, I mean, beat the hell out of these girls. Like it's okay. What are you teaching these young men nowadays? You know what? I don't care what your age is. I don't care if you're 15, 16 years old. If I see you beating a young girl like that, you're about to learn a really, really hard lesson from me because I'm going to give you some free dental work. I'm not going to let you beat a young girl like that. I don't care what the situation is. Real men, you don't put your hands on women. This younger generation that's coming up is lost. They need to find God. They need a they they need an awakening in their life. And and I hope that they get it before it's too late because the world they're creating is going to just be a world of chaos. All right, going back now to the opening segment with Merrick Garland. <laughs> Oh, wow. In layman's terms, okay, what, what you just said there, you can't arrest Antifa member or people that are pro-abortion that are burning down clinics and attacking religious institutions just because they're out at nighttime. How incompetent is the task force that you have put together to find these people? Yeah, you can only arrest the pro-lifers who 99% of the time get off on the charges because they're not doing anything wrong other than exercising their, their right to protest 
because they believe in human life. You're going to arrest them. Why? Because it's easy. It's in broad daylight. They're on camera. It's a lot easier for us to arrest them. But God forbid, you can't go out at nighttime. Oh, the boogeyman's out at nighttime. We can't be outside at nighttime. Are you nuts? (laughs) How hard can it be to find an Antifa member? How hard? They're attacking these places. There are cameras everywhere nowadays. Everywhere. You know, when I was young, you could get away with most almost anything. And that wasn't that long ago because security cameras weren't a big thing. You know, we would attach back then. If you had security cameras around your house, either A, you were a politician or B, you were a drug lord. <laughs> that, that was about it because we, no one had them. So people could disappear. All those kids that disappeared in the 80s, no trace of them. Why is there no trace of them? There was no way to do it. There was no video evidence. You couldn't trace anything. No GPS. No nothing. Nothing that you have today existed then. So it was easy for these kids to disappear. It was easy to commit crimes and steal cars. And that was it. You never know where that car's gone. It's gone. I mean, it's gone. It's gone. Nowadays, you're telling me the places that they burn down have cameras. If you track their movements and you talk to the people in the surrounding areas, you know you're going to have more places and locations that have cameras. You're telling me you can't find these people or you don't want to. Because honestly, I understand why the question's being asked. You don't want to. You're uninterested in finding these people. You are you have been politicized. You have been weaponized and it is the politics that you are aligned with, which is what you are attacking, whatever is against that. You're not going after Antifa because you're okay that they're attacking religious institutions. It's okay that they're attacking uh, pregnancy clinics because it fits your belief because you've been weaponized. This is what you believe in. You're in line you're in lockstep with your political opinions. And so it's okay that they do that. And you'll just blame it on something like it being dark outside because no police officer works at night. No cops could possibly arrest anybody at nighttime. God forbid. It's just too hard of a task. You know, Hey, criminals are going to do what they do at nighttime. We're back in medieval times. It's so dark outside. Just hide in your house and just pray nothing happens till morning. We'll get them in the morning. If there's light, we can get them. But at nighttime, we we, we just can't help you. I'm sorry. You're on your own. (laughs) Wow. Just wow. uh, These people are just... uh, Why I get annoyed and bothered by them. They think you're stupid enough to believe that. I mean, you would have to, to really be a special kind of stupid... To buy into what he's feeding you. You're buying what he's selling there. We can't do it because it's at nighttime. Because because these people are so crafty. They're so intelligent. They're spray painting or, or standing there beating glass doors in. Which takes a little bit of time. That there's no video evidence anywhere. You can only use the video evidence from in front of the location where obviously you can't see their face. You expect everybody to buy that, but they do. That That's the frustrating part is that they do. And most Americans, why? Because they're uninterested in it. They just don't pay attention. So they don't care. You know, it doesn't have any effect on their personal life. It's a clinic. It's something they don't get involved in. They don't care one way or the other. So that whatever happens, happens. Most people don't care. So they do get away with it. Not because they're ignorant or people are buying it. It's just that people are uninterested and not paying attention and don't care. 
It's amazing what they get away with. Amazing. All right. Jump, jumping back into electric vehicles, because you know what a fan I am of electric vehicles. Uh, I think even the far left is starting to understand that this whole 2030 plan of electric vehicles and this complete transition into electric vehicles is going to be more of a nightmare than they would like to admit. But you're getting to a point where, honestly, we're six and a half years, seven years out from 2030. If it's by 2030, we're talking about we should be seeing 50% of automobiles sold in the United States right now should be electric. There should be fast charging stations all over the country already in place. I mean, if you want to transition, that means you would still have to convince 50% of America in seven years to let go of your gas-powered vehicle or create laws that force them to let go of their gas-powered vehicles and purchase an electric vehicle. You're you're nowhere. We're not we're not even in the realm. Okay, but this is what they're selling you because if you pay attention to the Democrats' plans for years and years now, if you watch, it's always decades. You know, this is going to happen by this year, and this is going to happen by this year, and as you approach that year, it gets delayed for whatever reason, and then they set a new goal of this year and that year, and it's it's forever. Well, YouTube personality Steve Hammers leased a Honda. Kona electric sport utility vehicle for his 17-year-old Maddie for three reasons. One, it was affordable, practical, and allowed Maddie to put her cash towards college, not fuel. Now the upstate New York resident, of course <laughs> of course, it's a New York, right, uh, has a dilemma many EV owners can relate to, finding available charging stations far, far away from home. <clears throat> he said, and I quote, we're going to we're going through the planning process of how easily Maddie can get from Albany to Gettysburg College and where she can charge the car. Hames told ABC News, it makes me a little nervous. We want fast chargers that take 30 to 40 minutes. It would not make sense to sit at a level two charger for hours. There isn't good software tools that help EV owners plan their trips. <laughs> the gold standard right now in electric vehicles is actually Tesla. Tesla is one of the better uh, models you can buy, and I think that we could all agree, depending on where you live, but I know down here for sure, if I see an electric vehicle, generally, I see a Tesla. Uh, how many Teslas do I see on the road? I do see quite a few uh, here in Palm Beach County. I would say 5% of the vehicles that are on, which in, in theory is pretty good considering that 1% of auto sales in the United States is electric vehicles. Now, a Tesla can, uh, or, or in best conditions, you can find a Tesla supercharger and 200 miles and it ranges about 15 to 23 minutes to charge. Okay, it takes a, it takes up to a full hour uh, to charge and don't forget that the cold water or turning your air conditioning or heat up will obviously eat away at that 200 miles pretty quickly. So inefficient at best. If you don't own a Tesla, your charging time is much longer and there are fewer, fewer available chargers. Uh, one electric car expert told ABC frequently hears complaints of dead chargers and sticky cables. I, I don't know what the hell that means. I don't know if the cables are sitting out in the sun and they're baking and whatever they're made out of makes them tacky. It, it could be possible. Um, 15 minutes doesn't sound like a long time to charge a Tesla, but <laughs> have you ever sat at a gas station for 15 minutes? This is one of your lower times. He said her car, 30 to 40 minutes on a fast charge. 
You imagine sitting at a gas station, you're trying to take a trip for 40 minutes. And if you're using the AC or if you're using the heat, depending on the time of year it is, if you're doing that, you're burning through your mileage a hell of a lot faster, which means you're going to make more frequent stops. So instead of getting 200 miles, what do you get? 150 miles. So you ride for two hours or so. If you're going 70 miles an hour, 75 miles an hour, you're going to go two hours. And then after that two hours, you got to pull over again, which let's be honest, you're not going to go that long because that means you're really bottoming out the battery. So you're going to pull over quicker than that. You're going to go 120 miles where you have a little bit of time left to find a charger and make sure that you're getting there so you don't die on the side of the road, which means you're going to need to be towed. Okay? Uh, but 30 to 40 minutes, how long will it take you to travel anymore? Or worst case, if you get a level two, it says for hours, they don't even specify how long for hours. So I hope you plan on charging and going into the mall. And then again, you're still only getting your 200 miles after hours worth of charging. The technology sucks. Yeah. If you like electric cars, Hey, listen, cool. I don't have a problem with electric cars either. I really don't. I have a problem with you forcing us to buy them that I have a big problem with that. But as far as electric vehicles, if that's your choice in life, congratulations, enjoy your electric car. I hope it works out well for you. I hope you never break down. I hope you never are stuck on the side of the road with a dead battery. But for me, I trust gas. It's, it's tested and proven for, I don't know, what was the first car invented? 1899? Something like that? 18, or late 1800s? I, I can't say for sure. Gas-powered vehicles, we've been running them. We've, they're t- tried and tested for over a century. During that time, we have continued to make cars more and more fuel-efficient consistently, including diesel, everything has gotten more fuel efficient. Back in the days, would you get seven, nine miles a gallon in the city? Maybe you could push that to 10 on the highway, 11 on the highway back in the days, depending on the vehicle you had. Nowadays, you're getting 20, 20 miles to the gallon in a city and during on city conditions, excuse me. And you're getting in excess of 30 to 40 gallon uh, miles per gallon. Um, depending on the vehicle, on the highway. Why would I trade that off for a vehicle that only goes 200 under the best condition miles and then I can't just pull into a gas station, be there for a grand total of three minutes while I fill up, start the car back up and leave. I, I would have to find a charging station, sit there, best case scenario, 15 to 23 minutes if you got a Tesla, Worst case scenario, you pull over, you can't find one, and you have to get one of your slow chargers, and then I hope there's a restaurant nearby, or there's a show you can go watch, maybe a movie theater, otherwise, you're just going to watch cars passing by as you sit there, sweating, at least here in Florida, because it's always hot, uh, waiting for this car to charge, just so you can go another 150 miles or so. Doesn't make sense, but I'm glad the left is starting to get on board with this. And they're starting to understand that this plan is not going to work until the technology catches up with it. When you tell me that an electric car on a charge will go five or 600 miles, and then when you have to pull over, they do a quick charge, and after the five or 600 miles, you got a 10-minute charge. You pull up, boom, 10 minutes, you have another five or 600 miles, or maybe you get three or 400 miles out of a 10-minute charge. Then that'll be the day that you see this dramatic shift 
towards a lot of people going electric. So they don't have to really stop at gas stations because if you can get 600 miles on a vehicle, you can pretty much run around all week long, do all your normal stuff, and maybe every other day or every couple days or every three days, you're plugging your car in at the house overnight and then you got 600 miles and you're not going to worry about it. Then gas starts to become, uh, it starts to make more sense to get off gas because it's going to save you money. I guess depending on how much your electric bill is. I don't know because I don't have the car, so... I mean, if your electric bill is astronomical and it's just because you're charging your car at home at night, it's an extra uh, $200 a month, then, you know, pick and choose what you want at that point because you're not saving a whole lot of money. That I don't know what that is. Somebody, if you have an electric vehicle, you want to answer that question, that's cool. If not, it doesn't really matter because the point is right now, the technology is not good. It's not where it needs to be to make this push to move everything over to electric. I thought I'd point that out because never ending. I also saw really, I don't fully understand it. So I definitely didn't want to bring the story, but OI using what it sounds like to me, OI now like AI is people are realizing that our brains are so amazing and then they're so complex and Yes, computers can do something like mathematics better than we can. They can do it a lot faster than we can. But as far as the creative process and the deep thinking and everything else, naturally, the way we are designed by God, we are much better thinkers. Our brains function much better. And they're talking about taking organic elements out of your brain and integrating it into AI, creating something called OI, which they would have to create some type of a vein system in these devices but will make them more complex thinkers that can solve problems a whole lot faster that's the gist of it from what i got i want to understand it better because that might not even be a hundred percent accurate but i'm gonna look uh, i'm gonna do some checking into that this weekend uh and i also have another topic uh, one of my listeners reached out to me scott and uh playing off of an episode I did regarding uh, Joe Biden and Fetterman having cognitive problems, uh, I guess as a side job, something that he does is uh, works transporting people for the nursing homes and lots of these, el- lots of the elderly with dementia and Alzheimer's and everything and more or less how people just don't care. And, and because I say it's abuse that his family, should, they should be taking him home, letting them stay at home and whatnot. And he was kind of agreeing with me on that, uh, but saying that it's it's a problem. I don't think that, or it's a problem that he thinks that a lot of people don't bring enough light to. And I kind of agree with him. So I'm going to be digging into that this weekend as well. So come Monday, should have something a little bit more detailed on OI. And we'll get into uh, the mistreatment and the elder abuse that is going on in our society, mainly for profit. I'm sure it's, that's what it's going to end up being. Beyond that, it's Friday. I hope you have a beautiful weekend with your family. Have fun. Go to church. Pray because prayer changes things, and we definitely need it these days and time. Uh, if you like what you're hearing, please rate and review me. And beyond that, if you'd like to reach out to me, littlejoecc.com. Go to the contact section. Do it again next week.